0: Hey guys welcome back thanks for joining me for this episode and today we're gonna go over um, the differentiations you can make to find a temperament I hope you enjoy so you could start off by finding the temperament or you could go from knowing the interaction style so for example I'm an Ian or I'm not even gonna tell you you already know what I am but I'm an ENTJ and I am a take charge type so in this case if you already know my interaction style all you have to do is find the temperament and you're good and it's pretty easy so let's get started on a few of the things that we use to assign a temperament and keep in mind you do not have to do the temperament first or the interaction style first you do it what comes easiest? You have to do what comes easiest because sometimes you're going to be typing people on the spot. Like say you're at a job interview, you might want to top type somebody on the spot so you can know how to socially engineer them. Have I done that? No. Would I do that in some circumstances? Probably I would do that. But anyways, let's get on it. So the first thing you could, kind of differentiate is abstract versus concrete. And do you remember when we were talking about the interaction style, the responding versus initiating? This is kind of like that. So an abstract person is an intuitive. They have N as their second letter. A concrete person, on the other hand, is a sensor. They have an S for their second letter of their four letter type. Uh, and I'm sorry, but there's no, like, way to just be like, oh, thinker, oh, judger, unless it's really obvious, like, sometimes I will use the socionomics, like, letters, if some, something's, like, really, really obvious, they have that function, a thinking function or a feeling function, like, really obvious, I will probably use that, but in this case... That is not how you do it. So, the abstract people are the intuitives. They are all about the what-if, concepts, patterns, implications, kind of like the stuff that has yet to come. It hasn't happened yet. It's not tangible reality. Abstract people are focused on the symbology, the possibilities, and the hidden meanings. They're very introspective and they ask a lot of questions, there's a lot of questions with them. And then common sense is pretty arbitrary. And abstract people are focused on the question, what's the best possible way to do blank? Or to be blank? And they're all about potential memories, not literal memories. Like, I went to the beach today. No, it's about potential memories. Like I could go to the beach today. So kind of watch that in somebody's language. Like, are they focused on kind of the what if or like the possibilities of what could happen? And something you're going to notice, like as people get older, they kind of, they're kind of going to switch back and forth. And that's because they're developing other sides of the mind and A concrete person might turn abstract as they get older. Like I have, I know an ESFJ who's very much like focused on developing extroverted intuition and it comes through a lot because she's talking about possibilities sometimes. And you're still going to be able to type them like abstract versus concrete but it's not going to be as obvious once the person kind of matures. Anyway, that said, concrete people, they're the sensors. They're all about the what is, tangible reality, the present moment, or sometimes the past. So the past and present kind of fall under concrete because the past happened. Like, I made my bed this morning. There is no debate about that if I said, I will make my bed tomorrow, there's debate about that because it hasn't actually happened. I can't tangibly prove right now at this very moment that I made my bed tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So like concrete is all about like the past and the present. Like I am making my bed. If I actually had a video of myself making the bed, that's concrete reality. That's tangible proof and evidence. The other thing about sensors is they're all about observation. What are they observing? this could be like what they're experiencing, but it's mostly like observations. They value memory. So the abstract people value potential memories. These people value concrete memories. Notice the word choice? Concrete. (laughs) Abstract. Abstract is kind of like, I would describe it as English class. It's very like, not wishy-washy, but you don't you're kind of like, uh, here's some possibilities. There's an infinite world of possibilities and concrete is more history class. Like this is what happened in history. There's no interpretation of the symbology behind history. There's just what is, and you tell it like it is. Concrete versus abstract, that's how I remember it. And then second one, we have affiliative versus pragmatic. So affiliative people are people focused. They are inclusive. So you're going to hear a lot of like, we or like the organization statements. Like they're very inclusive. They try to be very inclusive. So a lot of the people trying to spread a message of like equality, inclusivity, they're probably going to be affiliative because they're very people focused. They seek cooperation instead of competition. They value when people cooperate and they're all about groups, all about the groups. And they sort of check in with the social norms of society, whatever those social norms might be. It's different in between, like an ESTJ and an ENFJ. They're both, they're both um, affiliative, but they do it in different ways. Um, they value defined roles. Like let's say if you're in a school, you have a teacher, you have a vice principal, you have a principal that is a defined role or like, especially the military. They were, that was set up by affiliatives. Affiliatives are the people that created the military and they are most of the people in the military statistically. And that's because they're very much defined roles. Like, oh, you are a lance corporal. I, I don't know. I'm making up names based on what I heard, but it's, it's an example. Um, they're all about sharing. They're the people telling you that sharing is caring. And then there's me. <laughs> no sharing. My candy is my candy. I don't care what you have to say about it. My clothes are my clothes. Nobody borrows them but me. (laughs) And affiliative people are all about merit. So let's say there's a new guy at work and he is just performing exponentially well. He is just outperforming all the old guys. But then there's another guy up for the promotion who's been there 20 years. Affiliative people are going to pick the guy who's been there 20 years because they're all about stability, longevity, merit, because, again, they're very people-focused. They're not achievement-focused as much. And another way you can tell affiliative is they're going to ask permission before forgiveness. They're going to ask permission first before they do things. They're going to okay it with the person above them because, remember, defined roles... People focus, check in with the social norms, and they're typically authoritarian politically, typically. And we're not here trying to be all political. It's just like statistics have shown. And then there's the pragmatic people. They are, We are individualist. We are independent, and we are like self-manifest destiny. We are all about achievement. We seek outcomes not necessarily cooperation we're autonomous and role is pretty arbitrary it's all about achievement like again with that 20 year worker loyal worker or that person who's just outperforming everyone they're a new guy they're like maybe 21 (laughs) they're outperforming everybody pragmatic person's gonna pick the 21 year old that's outperforming everyone and again, we value effectiveness and achievement. We're kind of Machiavellian in our approach to life. And especially if you're an NTJ, we are extremely pragmatic. We are triple pragmatic. We have very hard time being affiliative. We can be affiliative, but we have a very, very hard time doing it. And it's going to be really obvious real quick who's a pragmatic if they're an NTJ. Um they're uneasy when things are chosen for them. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to boss somebody around, maybe don't boss around a pragmatic or choose their roles for them. They they don't really um, appreciate that very much. Um, they don't like, we don't like roadblocks. So if you inhibit our possibility of achieving a goal, we're going to lose respect for you. Okay. I'm just going to say that right now. (laughs) We take action, we take initiative, and then we don't ask for permission. We just ask for forgiveness. We're going to do whatever we're going to do and then ask forgiveness later, because usually we're betting on the fact that our achievement will be greater than the rule that we just broke. (laughs) And I'm not saying we're a bunch of rule breakers all the time. I'm just saying that we have a tendency to kind of value achievement over cooperation. And so that's kind of why. Uh, We struggle with authority a lot of the time. So especially younger pragmatics, we're going to struggle with authority. But when we get kind of older and more mature, we're going to be like, This authority is in an authority position for a reason and it helps us with our success, our achievement, our ability to achieve if we follow the rules of this person until we can get to a point where we can follow our own rules. And this is why you see a lot of pragmatics and kind of like individual work. They're not really going to work in teams that often. They're going to do most of their planning and like strategizing alone. And they're typically libertarian, politically. So that is Affiliative versus Pragmatic. And we have one more. We have Systematic versus Interest. So systematic people value systems, frameworks, labels, models, organizations, how things are built, how they're designed, how they are put together. And that makes sense because we are systematic. We like to have labels on things. We, ni- we like to have them organized. We like to have everything kind of, you know, we like to have our system very organized. We're very methodical and we're all about processes and social norms and rules. And even you, Mr. and Mrs. ENTP, you too are systematic you value rules in some way like i had an entp as my main teacher of the depth psychology system and he values rules of that system not necessarily rules in general but it's like rules of the system and me as an entj like what was i telling you before i'm triple pragmatic right but still i value rules in some capacity (laughs) Like, the rules of this system, the rules of my own systems for achieving my goals, the rules of how I want to get where I'm going, you know? That's that's how we operate. Systematic people are big on first impressions. Yes, even me. Even me. But especially SJs. Especially sensing judges big on first impressions. That's why, like, I have a bunch of interviews kind of coming up. Not really scheduled yet, but I know they're going to happen. And a lot of the people that I'm going to be talking with, I'm betting they're SJs. They're either government workers or they're in the military. But they're all, it's a safe bet. If you're if you're gonna go for anything military, you might want to just play it safe and learn how to social engineer SJs, because that's who you're going to be working with, mostly, in my opinion. Um, Oh, gosh, what was I? Oh, yeah, detail-oriented. We are very detail-oriented, all about the details. Like, this could come out in any form. Like, with me, it's very much like the micro-expressions the details of what people are doing, the details of my system, the details of this legal framework that I'm working on. Um, could be anything, but we're all about structure. Again, systematic people are all about structure. They're very procedure-focused. They need to have a procedure in everything they do, every operation. So, like, for me, I have a morning procedure every day that I do not stray from. I have a nightly procedure. I have a procedure for how I'm learning multiple languages at once. I have a procedure for how I'm absorbing so much content. I have a procedure for when I read a book. I have a routine for reading a book. And I have a lot of interest-based friends who are like, how do you even function? And most of my friends are actually interest-based, which is really, really weird. And then the other systematics are going to get it, like you are type A. Congratulations, (laughs) Congratulations, <laughs> um, but they're also very like accepted social norms. These rules again, and they're all about strategy. Systematic people are all about strategizing ahead of time. Like I don't like to go anywhere without a strategy. Of course, I do. I do really well under pressure. I do well improvising, thinking on my feet, but. I really exceed when I have a strategy. Maybe it's like a little strategy of like, okay, I'm going to approach this conversation this way. I'm going to have three topping points, talking points. I'm going to have three out the door strategies. I always have like one or three backup plans, like contingency plans. (laughs) It's, it's, it's a bit much. I, I get that, but I am systematic. So there's that. And then we have the interest-based people. They're all about motivations, what they want to do, what they want, what others want, what's in it for blank. Rules are very arbitrary for them. So they, if, you're, if you're trying to get somebody into, let's say, the depth psychology system, interest-based people are probably, they probably might be like, oh, wow, you know a lot. But then again, they're probably just going to be like, okay, you do you. I don't really want a part of that. I don't want a part in that. Um, But yeah. And they're all about what interests themselves or others. What's in it for blank? And they're always like, what's their agenda? What is your agenda? What is my agenda? Because we all have an agenda, right? And they're very subjective. They're very case-by-case oriented. Like... The systematic people, we are big on first impressions. Like, I judge people based on a first impression. And I know that is judgmental, and I should stop doing that. But still, first impressions are a big deal to me. And they're a big deal to you if you're systematic. But these people are very case by case. They kind of know how to play each case by each case. They don't have to have a strategy going in. They set expectations of what they want or what others want but they're, they're not gonna strategize a lot beforehand. They also hate guesswork. They, they don't like to be, yeah, they just don't like to have guesswork and they're very purpose-focused other, like rather than procedure-focused, like a systematic person, they're very purpose-focused. Like remember, motivation, they're all about what's motivating them and others. So they don't really need to have those procedures because they're very case by case. They're very good at thinking on their feet. So this is why you see a lot of NFPs in marketing, in the marketing sector, in sales. And you see a lot of STPs and SPs in like construction because if it was just systematics, like honestly, we would have just the same thing everywhere. There would not be any sort of, like, novel building type. (laughs) It would just be the same one-size-fits-all approach, and that would be really, really boring if we had all systematics working on designing houses. Yeah, and then next time we are going to get into the first of the sensing temperaments. So. Stay tuned for that, and I hope this was helpful. Have a nice day.